Hey, Eastern Oregon, welcome to this 11, this November 14th version of AM Live on EOA, your connection to Eastern Oregon on the EOA network. How are it's you? Not man? November 13th. Did I, what did I say? No, well, you didn't. Yeah, I, you I, said I, the said right <laughs> day, but you said 11. <laughs> I know, I started to say the month. Yeah, well. Your batting average this month is pretty good, though, so far. <laughs> you're, 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 you're passing. Well, what? What happens is when you and I have like a little bit of conversation right, right before, before, it's like it yeah. messes up my groove. Yeah. So I'm, me and you are opposite when it comes to that. I have to like keep my mind moving, yeah. otherwise I'll forget things. Yeah. So what I do in the morning is I turn on the music really loud, <laughs> yeah. as you know. Yeah. And that just kind of keeps my my momentum going and my brain going. Yeah. And 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 I I don't look at this until it's time for until it's time to, to do go. it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because I'm, you know, I mean, I come in and I can tell how the I can tell how the day is going just when I hear the music. Not necessarily, yet, but I mean, but it's like if I hear the music when I come in the door, it's like yeah. okay, we're we're, ready we're moving, we're going. But sometimes you pick the rageous like <laughs> yeah i can't understand a word and it's the, different every day whoever is like is like and like the other day yeah. you were listening to something like Bennett, what sometimes i turn on songs what just to that? surprise bennett do you yeah because you know he's then it's like into like 90s uh alternative music yeah and and that's my era you uh -huh. know what i mean and bennett well by now bennett knows that i'm music dude yeah but, I, I like to surprise him every once in a while with like this song that I know he, you know what I mean? You know he knows? Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to get him going a little bit? Yeah. Because he's sleeping when he walks in. Yeah. When he walks in, he's asleep. <laughs> we got we got to figure out a way. So far, he hasn't said anything. He's not defending himself. No, he yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is today? First, second Monday, huh? Second Monday, the 13th. Yeah. Wow. The fourteenth. The fourteenth. Uh, see? see, I thought there it was the thirteenth yeah. all along. Yeah. How yeah. was the Veterans Day parade? It was good. You know, I mean, there were uh, a lot of participants. It was. There's a lot of viewers too. Yeah, I mean, stuff. our we were in it. Tanya was like not happy to have to be in it, not just because she like she did not like want to appear in the parade. That's, yeah. That was her thing. Is like, have you ever driven the van in the parade yet? So me and so. Tanya are the only ones that have yeah. ever done it. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's weird. I don't. Know. <laughs> it was it was fun because we we had the grandkids with us, and so then they were they were there and they were waving at everybody and stuff. But yeah, what what parade did I drive it in? Yeah, maybe I've driven like, it in a couple actually. It was we had Christmas lights. Christmas, on it for one, yeah, so. yeah. And Tanya and I were talking about that today as far as whether we should because that one's coming up November fifth. I Might think well. is the Christmas parade. Yeah. Be kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. You want to do sports? Let's do it. All right. AM Sports Report brought to you by Northwest Furniture and Mattress. Go check them out. Their showroom is absolutely beautiful. American made furniture. Northwest Furniture and Mattress. Big red rocking chair on Elm off Adams in LeGrand. Um, let's talk about EOU volleyball first. On Friday night, they had a little scare. Against College of Idaho, they dropped the first two sets in the semis against College of Idaho. And and I kind of had this feeling like in the third set, the momentum like kind of shifted. And you're like, oh, they're probably going to win all three of these. So first time EOU has been down 
two sets to none all year. Wow. Their one loss against Northwest, it went back and forth. So they hadn't been down two sets at all. And they showed the grit and heart of a champion and came all the way back, turned around, came back on Saturday and beat number seven Corbin three to one in the tournament final to win their second consecutive double is what I like to call it because they won the regular season and the tournament, which is which is huge. They uh, they had the selection show yesterday at noon. EOU will have a home game for the first round of the tournament, and that'll be on Saturday the 18th, this Saturday, 1 p.m., Quinn, and they're going to be taking on Xavier, University of Louisiana. Want to know a fun fact about Xavier, and I found this out yesterday when I did a little re research on them. They are the uh, the only HBCU NAIA school. What's an HBCU? Historically black college. Oh, okay. They're the only one in the NAIA. And, and, and they're also, a lot of their money comes from Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. She, she's oh, really? dope. Yeah, like in 2020 or 21 or something like that, she donated a huge amount of money to the school. Huh. Yeah, so I did a little research on Xavier because I was trying to figure out where it was first. And then there's a lot of different Xaviers. Oh, and the other thing is it's the only HBCU that's Catholic in the country. It's the only Catholic HBCU in the country. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And where is it at? It. it is in Louisiana. Okay. Um, so EOU football, they had a tough game on Saturday. They lost to Montana Western. That drops their record. For the season to two and eight two consecutive years at two and eight um you know i don't know I, I i thought we had all the pieces in place and at times there there it looked like we did i mean we we battled with two top 10 teams and could have won both of those games and we're it's just another two and eight year and um i'll, I'll have camp on but i'll probably give it a week or so to breathe and then we'll, we'll talk about uh you know, the offseason and what his plans are moving forward. EOU women's basketball won both of their games this weekend. Bev Slater had 39 points and 21 rebounds over the two games. It was a tournament. She was named the tournament MVP, and she was also named CCC Women's Player of the Week for this week. And then the men, they were over in Lewiston and Caldwell, excuse me, and they played ACU, the, the third-ranked team in the country, Arizona Christian, they had a five-point lead with like a minute left. They blew the lead. ACU came back and tied it, and then EOU ended up losing in overtime. Um, senior transfer Garrett Hawks had 38 points in that game, and he was named the CCC Men's Basketball Player of the Week. Guess what today is for them, DC? Gonzaga. Oh, wow. Paycheck. Yeah. They're getting paid today, EOU <laughs> basketball. They're going to get beat by about 50, but they're getting paid for it. That's oh, for sure. Wow. So, yeah, they left yesterday to Spokane. They played Gonzaga tonight at 6. I'm sure you can find it on TV somewhere. And then they open at home this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Friday night game at 7 against Carroll. It's the home opener for the men. And, and this team's fun to watch. It's a completely different team. Um, no Philip Malaterre. So, we have a couple new guys and, and some fresh faces. They're exciting. They're athletic. It should be a good year for them. E, uh, EOU men's wrestling had three place winners at the Grandview Open and four at the Mike Clock, while the women's team had six place winners at the Mike Clock Open, including Liv Weber, who took third place and brought home CCC Women's Wrestler of the Week. So we had three athletes this last week that were uh, 
athletes of the week in the CCC. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good week for EOU. Um, I sat down with LHS junior. She's the state champion in cross country girls. And that that's going to come out either today or tomorrow, but here's a little piece of it. So for you, this, this cross country season, you came into it, you said ranked number one. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys finished with the podium full of LeGrand mm -hmm. girls. What was that feeling like? I mean, you got teammate here, teammate here. One, two, three. I mean, it felt it felt good. I mean, I always like having, I like knowing that my teammates are behind me or like just around me in a race. Like it just makes me feel really secure in my spot. Like I feel like if I start slowing down or like if I just like, I don't know if I start getting a side ache or like couldn't keep going or something they're always going to be like next to me kind of like encouraging me to keep going yeah. and i want to keep going because i know i can stick with them and... so yeah. that's either going to come out today or tomorrow i still have a whole bunch of senior interview uh athlete interviews to get out I, i'm behind on them but it's just for the simple fact that you know when the season changes from one to another i have to do preview shows and and get ready and and so they're kind of on the back burner but they'll come out slowly over the next month or so and we'll get all of the seniors at legrand taken care of uh morning sports report brought to you by northwest furniture and mattress go check them out they want to make you comfortable in your own home good stuff man yeah well let's look outside it's uh, I don't know, what do you call that? It was nice man? enough to walk today. Yeah, it was a little bit chilly, but one, it's not raining. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah, well, and the the weather today, let's get up to fifty five. Yeah, it's going to be nice the next couple of days. I can deal with that. Yeah, Friday it's even going to be Sunday or sunny. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's crazy how the you know it'll it'll be seventy one percent humidity and it's not going to rain. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be that weird, you know. It just kind of chokes up. I don't yeah. know what you call that. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are sick right now, too. It is. It's going around. Yeah. Yeah. I know my parents were sick last week, and I've seen a lot of people posting on uh, social media like, oh, man, I've got something. And then a lot of posts about the next round of COVID, <laughs> including they, they've they've recruited some pro athletes to talk about getting the boot. The I saw that. I yeah. Travis Kelsey being right. one of them. Yeah, I saw and, that. And and then and then you got other athletes making fun of him, you know, calling him Pfizer and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. I heard somebody the other day was saying uh, uh, they were talking about like the condition of things where you have the the war in Israel and USA today though just hired a staff member and all she's doing is keeping track of Taylor Swift. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I mean she's right. one of the most famous people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy how she's he, kind of blown he, up. His his Instagram following, Travis Kelsey from the time he started dating yeah. her went up like four three or three or four million people in, in a week. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you see I mean, she mentioned him in a concert in yeah. some... Yeah, it was all over social media. They were in South America. Yeah. It I was his bye week. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering what the, the deal is. He yeah. had a bye... The, yeah. the Chiefs didn't play this week. Okay. So they went... He went to... He went on tour with her, like, in South America or something. Now, the Chiefs are the top of the AFC. Is that right? Are yeah. They, and who's who's at the top of the NFC? Uh, the Eagles. Okay. The Eagles are the best. His yeah. brother's team. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> they played in the Super Bowl last year. That's interesting. Yeah. Who do you predict? Do you think they're going to, those two teams are going to play again? Well, there's a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. They're both pretty they're good. They're both doing really well. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, any team with Patrick Mahomes on it is going to be good. The, the Chiefs, they both have really good coaches, too. So it's, they're, they're both. What, what I've noticed is, I mean, just the way he throws or doesn't throw. I mean, he just. Yeah, he's smart. He's a good. He just he's he tosses. But I mean, a lot of a lot of the QBs are starting to do the same thing. I mean, they just it's. Yeah, be a little more versatile. Yeah. Different types of passing. Yeah. He'll throw it sidearm. He'll throw it underarm. Yeah. He'll throw it however he has to, to get it to somebody. Yeah. Well, I think we we watched that same quarterback series. He he didn't play football until he was like a junior. Well, in high a better, he was a better baseball player. Yeah. He right. was a yeah. stud baseball player. Yeah. Same thing with Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the uh, yeah. used to be Seahawks, right. now Broncos. He was drafted. Great baseball player. Right. He did. I watched that game last night. He did a couple of shovel passes that was like, I mean, the front line could not hold. They couldn't. They couldn't hold it long enough for him to get it well. And I mean, they were just. But I mean, that he that shovel pass the, that he did. The Broncos just, have beaten three really good teams three weeks in a row. Yeah. So maybe Russell Wilson's back because everybody was saying how crappy he's been doing on the Broncos and yeah. in the last three weeks. I mean, they beat Kansas City. Oh, did they beat? They Can- beat yeah, they yeah. beat Kansas City twenty-four to nine last week. Oh man, they beat the Bills last night. And the week before that, I don't know right off the top of my yeah. head, but a winning team. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's crazy. The Broncos. <laughs> mm. All, right. All right. Well, this morning we have uh, our guest with us is the, the new principal. She's new this year, new principal of LeGrand High School, Chelsea Herleman. And she'll be with us right after this. All right, we're back with Chelsea. How are you? Good. Good. Principal Chelsea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so nice to meet you. We just met each other. I mean, we've we've talked and we've missed each other several times over the course of times. Uh, but this is the first time we've met this morning. And so thanks for taking the time to come in. Of course. And yeah. yeah, we've we've uh, had a I mean knew Brett well. Mm-hmm. And and because we've been there for ten years, you know, mm-hmm. and so we interface with him several different places and stuff, and so it's good to have you here. So how's how's it going? Let's start there. Like how's I mean, what's that like? I mean, that would be difficult following somebody who's been there for ten years, and I don't know. 
Tell me how it's going. It's going good. It's been, um, you know, challenging a little bit in terms of just readjusting from middle school kids and what that looks like. And then going back to the high school again. Um, so just, you kind of have to shift gears a little bit, Yeah. but everybody at the high school has been welcoming. Um, the kids have been great. We've had a good energy this year. It's just been, it's been a good transition. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell tell me about your educational experience. You know, I mean, how, how did you get into teaching and so on and so forth? Yeah. Okay. Um, I graduated from Baker high school. So I've grown, I've grown up in Eastern Oregon. We lived in, um, union for until I was probably in fifth grade. We moved to Baker, went to high school there, graduated, um, went to Oregon state university. That's where I got my, uh, first degree is in, uh, agriculture. And then I, um, dabbled with, I had an environmental law minor and had always loved just being outside and being involved in 4-H and, I fought fire in college in the summer and um, kind of thought that law school was where I was going to head and uh, got a job uh, my fifth year. Uh, I kind of went online for my last year. We transitioned to Central Oregon and uh, got a job working at a law office while I finished my last year of school and realized that was not really what I wanted to do. Um, so when we moved back to Eastern Oregon, my husband and I moved back and, um, decided I was going to go and get my teaching, teaching degree that that's kind of where my heart was and, uh, went to Eastern, got my master's degree in education and got hired in Baker to teach middle school science and language arts. And that kind of transitioned into a Dean of students at the high school, transitioned to assistant principal at the high school. Um, and then got hired over here in LaGrande. So I was at the middle school for the last two years. And then the position at the high school um, came open. So I applied for that. So cool. Yeah. yeah. So how would you describe the difference between junior hires and high schoolers? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. How are they, how are they different to educate? I mean, I know, I know what I would say, but I'm interested in your perspective. Junior high is such an interesting age. I always joke that they're kind of little mutants. Um, they do things that you ask them, you know, why did you do that? And they go, I don't, I, have I no don't idea. know. And, <laughs> you know, at first you're like, yes, you do. And then you're like, no, you really don't. You really don't know why you just did that. So there's a level of that. I think just they're goofy and they're fun and their energy super high. High schoolers, you still see some of that, but I feel like they get a little more jaded. They're, <laughs> they're a little more harder to entertain and please sometimes. Um, but you also get to see them start to transition to, mature, responsible adults that are starting to take on more responsibilities and you carry on conversations with them and you get to like watch them set goals and leave and go do incredible things. So that's yeah. kind of fun too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so what have, what are some of the challenges that you've been working on? I mean, we've spent quite a bit of time talking to George, the school superintendent about, you know, attendance and some of the, kind of like bouncing back from pre-COVID, post-COVID, bouncing back from COVID. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, what are some of the things that you've seen that are challenges for us? There seems to be, I would say attendance is still a huge issue for us. Um, this year feels, every year since COVID, it's felt a little bit more normal. Um, we're getting there. I feel like it's, you know, we're progressing but we're still struggling with kids 
not wanting to be in school or wanting to do other things or um, just trying to find that balance of meeting kids' needs and the expectations of still meeting graduation requirements and getting credits. And it's a tough balance of trying to keep kids, I guess, engaged and wanting to be at school um, and struggling through some of the hard things that there seems to be this sense of like instant gratification. And we've got to kind of push through that a little bit and that graduation is coming, but you just, you got to push a little bit. Um, yeah. So we're having some of those conversations with kids too. Like, I know this isn't always fun right now and things are challenging, but we've got to, we've got to have a little grit and get, get through the hard stuff to get to the end. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's yes, just you guys at LeGrand. I, I, I think it's everywhere because yeah. my, I have a, my kids go to Dallas on the West side okay. and my son is a senior mm -hmm. and he was a really good student in middle school. He's that first, you know, his, his high school started as COVID mm -hmm. his freshman year. Right. And, and since then it's like school's just kind of, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's, I think it's just common all the way across the board for, it's a common thing that everybody's dealing with. Right. Yeah. I hope and, we can get through it. Cause it's, I miss seeing some of the, I guess, the energy or the excitement about, about school, about extracurriculars. And I think we're, there's still a level of that there, but it's just not the same. Right. And I'm not sure what the difference is. I'm not, you know, you talk to educators across the state, across the country, and everybody's dealing with it. And I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is. It's but. gotta be frustrating for educators too, that saw it how kids were before mm -hmm. and then are, see how they are. You know what I mean? Like it, it would be, it would be, it would probably really piss me off more if, if, if I was around them every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Do you, do you think it's because they're not as tough as we used to be? They're not as, their level, uh, level of concern is lower. I mean, I, I know that educational, I was married to a teacher for, you know, and um, I, I don't know what, what do you think that's really going on? Is it just a, is it just a human thing of humans going to the least path of resistance? And since it was easier in some ways during COVID that that's just where they want to stay. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I agree with the, the human, you know, we, I know personally, like just with my own children or myself, people tend to go with the path of least resistance. Of course. Um, that's just human nature. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It's such a, if somebody could figure it out, we would be, right. <laughs> we would be in good shape. Things would be a lot easier. I don't know if it's just, you know, times change and generations of, of people do things differently. And I don't know if that's just where we are. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's been challenging. So how is, how's it, how's it going with the teachers? You know, this sounds, uh, are you, are you making friends at work? I mean, that's a trife way of saying it. But I hope I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a being a principal is a, I mean, it, that is an awkward thing. Yeah. Because you, I mean, and Brett expressed it really well. I mean, because I asked him this same question. He said, well, over the last 10 years, I've had the opportunity to hire them. Yeah. So, you know, but so, but you, you're experiencing his hire. So you, right. you're just, you're just into it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has been great. Um, I feel like there was a a sense of just welcoming me into the building. And, you know, I know people are trying to figure out 
who I am and what right. I do and what I'm about. And yeah, obviously my expectations might be a little bit different than Brett or we're going to do things differently or, you yeah. know, and that's just, they're trying to figure that out, I think. And I'm trying to figure them out. And it's just, you know, there's 78 people in that building. And so trying to build relationships with everybody and, yeah, you know, get to know everybody's challenging, but fun and it's going good. So, so yeah. what, I mean, you, uh, your background initially was in farming, right? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. 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 And, and then you moved into language arts when you started teaching, right? Science. Yep. So uh, what is your, what is your thing? I mean, if you had a, if you had a favorite educational topic, that preference, where does that, you know, you know, somebody who is like super musical might have a, and I mean, I know that's not your job. Your job is to watch after all of that. But what are the things that are really important for you personally that you like to see out there? In terms of education, I would say I definitely lean more towards the science based classes, anything hands on. Um, I love our CTE op options for our kids. Um, you know, I took, I think back to like when I took the ASVAP test when I was a junior in high school and they told me I needed to like do things with my hands, like be a contractor. Um, <laughs> and I still, to this day, like, you know, I love house projects and being outdoors and hunting and that's what I like to do. And so I feel like I'm drawn to classes or education that falls into those categories. So, um, I love teaching biology. That was one of my favorite subjects to teach. Um, I enjoy aspects of language arts as well, just with literature. I love to read. Um, I don't enjoy so much grading eight page papers. Like that's not right. my favorite thing I don't in think the world. Anybody does. <laughs> not my favorite thing. Important, but not my favorite yeah. thing. Um, so I think, yeah, just anything that's animal based. I was a huge 4-H kid. We still, my kids are in 4-H. We raise sheep. Um, we have chickens and horses. And so it's, that tends to be where I land. Good. So, yeah. so, I mean, there's been over the course of the last maybe 10 years, there's been a de-emphasis in college, getting a college degree and, you know, an equal amount of push towards trades. Mm -hmm. I don't know, talk to me about how you feel about that and how, how are we doing in that arena? I think um, the CTE piece that is, you know, uh, career and technical skills is so important. We have when you really look at America and as a whole, in terms of our economic stability and stuff, we, we are lacking in the ability to produce a lot of our own stuff. You know, right. um, our skills and trades have gone out the door, you know, and we rely on imports and stuff a lot. So I think the focus on that has really been encouraging. Um, we, especially in Eastern Oregon, we have a ton of areas whether it's farming or forestry, agriculture, um, we have the ability to have people come here with those skill sets. We need to fill jobs. Mm -hmm. And so having kids have a skill set when they leave high school or even take another year or two to just go learn a trade, you know, welding or whatever it might be is super important for our economy. Um, the bad part about college right now is it's so dang expensive. Right. Um, and it's trying to find that balance of, I feel if you're going to go to a four-year university, which that was my path, um, you're buying an experience as well as an education and you have to be ready to 
typically finance that and what that looks like. Um, so it's, it's not that college isn't important or, or anything like that, because that's, you know, everybody's got their path, but the trades is very, very important as well. And I think we've realized we put such a, sh a push on um, higher ed for so long that we realized we can't fill jobs. Um, so, you know, it's, it's important. Well, and I think that, I think we're finally seeing that, but, but yeah, and college has not, it's not always been a good fit. Right. I mean, so you have, you know, over the last 20 years, even longer than that, there was this huge push for, to go to college and get a four-year degree and, and that didn't fit everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm a, I'm a, I listen to Mike Rowe a lot and he's the guy from Dirty Jobs mm -hmm. and he's, he's got a, a big scholarship program to get people into the trades, you know, because I mean, an electrician or a welder or whatever, a plumber, mm -hmm. I mean, right out of the gate, they're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, and it's a, and it's a very viable thousand thing. in debt. What's, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So no, um, I'm, I'm curious to know how you, I mean, being in Baker and in, Legrand, without disparaging anyone, how do you see, how are those two cultures different? Do you see much of a difference there? Um, the thing that always kind of makes me laugh is people hear that, you know, I'm from Baker, I live in Baker, and there's this idea that there's this huge, you know, they, they clash, right? The schools, we have this huge vendetta against each other, and they're so much more alike Right. which makes me kind of laugh because the kids over in Baker are very similar to the kids in LeGrand. Sure. And um, I don't see a lot of difference. I think economically LeGrand probably has a little bit more going in terms of the college and the forest service. And, you know, there's more industry here, I feel like for, for working class families. Um, Baker just doesn't have as much of that infrastructure. Um, but the schools, the kids, they all, I mean, it feels the same. They're I Eastern think. Oregon kids. They're Eastern Oregon kids. Yeah. Yep. So that well, school clash thing though, didn't happen until after 2005. Cause pre 2005, LaGrana Baker weren't even in the same classification. Yeah. So like for rivalries and stuff, it, Baker, you know, LaGrana was four, a Baker was three. It would be kind of like, uh, um, LaGrand and union, you know, okay. like there's not much of a rivalry there yeah. because, but after 2005, when Legrand, when they went to 6A, Legrand dropped down and Baker was the same. Then, then that's when that whole school, you know, like Baker, it's kind of like we moved away from Pendleton and started, you know, <laughs> clashing in Baker. Yeah. And every high school mm -hmm. has a rival in some way here or another, you know. And it's definitely that, Baker now. Yeah. And that can, <laughs> that can be healthy or not healthy, depending on, on how you look at it. Talk for a minute about, the advantage that having EOU here has for us. A lot of people, I mean, if you've grown up here with it, you take it for granted, right. you really don't understand how vital that is. It's so important for our kids. Um, Eastern actually, and Blue Mountain is, is involved as well, but we've opened up a classroom in the, in the high school right now. I think they're in there two or three days a week, and they've staffed it with people that can answer questions and help with applications and it doesn't even just have to be Eastern or Blue Mountain. And, you know, if they have college application questions or um, financial aid questions, whatever, they're there to help. They're bringing in department heads from the college to meet with kids in January. So mm -hmm. that's going to be really cool. Um, but 
the the option for this community to have a college here opens the doors for so many kids. Um, they they can take classes up there. They get to go watch games. They get to have you know athletic camps, and it's a great thing for this community. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's easy for us to take for granted and oh, yeah. forget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. We can walk across the street and go see them. You know, I mean, it's. Yeah. So. What are some of the concerns? I mean, is there anything that has surprised you being here? That's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that was an issue or I didn't realize that was a, you know, there's, I mean, you were at the junior high for, you know, is there, is there some things, you know, I mentioned attendance, but are there some things like we really need to zoom in and be intense on that. I can't think of anything overly concerning or surprising, I guess. Um, I've been in education for over, I think I'm going on 12 or 13 years. So nothing really surprises me anymore in terms of that. But um, I definitely think there's this level of, I don't know if apathy is the right word, but just, I don't have to go to school every day. It doesn't matter this is more important or I'm just, I don't want to. Um, and it, the research shows that if you show up to school every day and you attempt to do your best, you're going to succeed. You're going to, you're going to pass your classes. You're going to be successful at high school. Um, and just missing one day a week is detrimental to that, yeah. you know? So just showing up every day is huge. How does, how does a person, how does a family, I mean, and I can ask this question because you're qualified. And how does you balance an Eastern, the Eastern Oregon lifestyle, ranching or farming or foraging or hunting? Mm -hmm. All of those things at times can take you away from school. Mm -hmm. how, how do you, how do you feel about that? How do you balance that? You know, the value of that lifestyle versus showing up to class. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't want to take away from, I think even adding in extracurriculars is another example. Kids miss a lot of school for sports, sure. for band, for choir, FFA, whatever. But there's learning to be had in those activities as well. And I think that same could be said for kids that are, you know, missing. We've got to go move cows or it's elk season or right. there's important things to be to be learned in those aspects as well. Hard work, being with family and friends, you know, a lot of people use the outdoors for hunting or, you know, it's, it's elk season right now. So I know right. we've got kids that are absent for elk hunting, yeah. um, but that's, that's their vacation. That's their family time. And I, I understand that. Um, but it is a balance, you know, of, of finding out what's important for, for their culture, for their families, you know, their work. It's, it's a balancing act and it's, I, it goes for adults too. I feel like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes what's missing, and I can say this from my own personal experience, you know, if you're in sports, you have a coach who is, they're watching your grades and you've, you've got a standard that you have to keep meeting in order to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. When it's family activities, you you might not have that, you right. know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the only time that I ever missed school as a block was when we would go hunting, mm -hmm. you know. But I don't ever remember dad saying, well, how are your grades or keep your grades up so that you can go hunting? I mean, that our conversation just wasn't at that place. Mm -hmm. And do you think parents have those kind of conversations with their kids now? I think, I think a good chunk of them do. Um, I think, I think parents that plan, 
you know, trips or vacations during the school year, kids typically typically will come in and get a prearranged absence. Their teachers know they're gone. They know what they need to work on. I think our athletes, for the most part, are pretty good about that as well. Um, you know, you have to go in. You got to make up your test. You've got to make up the work. It doesn't just go away because you were gone for a game right. or a week of you know hunting or whatever. Um, and kids that are responsible and take care of those things are, you know, they're going to be fine. Yeah. So it's just staying on top of stuff and being organized. Yeah. Yeah. So LaGrand High School has had an enormous amount of success in extracurricular championships, mm -hmm. put it that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that? How cool I think is it's that? It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch our kids go and compete at high levels, do great things, come back. I love the community support. You know, we get to drive them through town and, um, they get their championship rings. We get to present those to them at sporting events. And I think as a community whole, there's pride in, in our kids doing well. And I appreciate that. I think that's important. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, anything else that you can think of that we might not be aware of that you just want to draw attention to? Nothing that I can think of. <laughs> uh, basketball season's getting started. Um, that'll be going here. I think we started. Winter first sports week. started yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So winter sports are going. Wrestling, basketball. We've got a musical this week. Our choir kids are putting on a musical, I think, for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe, in the evening. I think it starts at like 7. I just got an email about that from Durfee. It starts at 7. You are correct. The 16th, 17th, and 18th. Which What musical is it's it? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, Chelsea, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having this me. This wasn't as bad as what you thought, right? No, I was real nervous about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were a little bit. We, yeah. And uh, we we want to have you back from time okay. to time and just, you know, have conversations like this. It's just so it's just so nice to be able to hear from the leadership of the schools and get kind of an on the ground report on how things are going and hear your heartbeat and uh, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I got one more question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hear it. Um, would you, con and this is just because I like to know these types of things. Would you consider yourself uh, uh, out in the public principal or an in the office type principal? Ooh. Like, do you want to be out with the kids? Like, I always, with leadership positions, I, I think it's really important, like, like to be part of the the congregation you know yeah. what i mean but but what how, what's your style i would say i'm not i definitely love being out in the classrooms with kids out during lunch i love going to sporting events um what i'm finding right now is transitioning into this new role i have been in my office more than i would like to be right now okay. i think that's going to get better but um definitely i went into education because i love kids and i love academics and learning um, I don't love sitting at my desk all day long. So um, that's definitely, that was a good question. Good yeah. Answer. yeah. Now, and the secretary at the front desk, mm -hmm. has she changed too? I'm sorry. No. Uh, no. And, uh, and the name is just Holly. Holly. Yeah. Okay. Mrs. Needham. Holly's the best. Yeah. Man. But, but there's, uh, I'm sorry, there's, a, there's, a, there was another gal that had been there for a long, long time. Um, it, it does. I mean, she's a friend of mine. And so I don't, but her name is escaping me. I've had her kids and my kids went to school together. Uh, I don't know. The secretary when I was in high school was Mrs. Burns. <laughs> yeah. 
And my mom was the one that got kids in college. Yeah. My mom ran the career center for like 12 years or something. Yeah. yeah. All righty, man. Want to get us out of here? Let's rock and roll. On All this right. day, which is the, the 14th. 14th, yeah. 1910, the first airplane flight from the deck of a ship in Nor Norfolk, Virginia. 1914? So 1910. 1910. 1970 on this day was the day that the Marshall football team crashed. They were in a DC-9 over West Virginia, and it killed all 75 players and coaches on the Marshall football team. Wow. Yeah, just a whole team. That also happened to a soccer team. They have a movie about it. It's called Alive. It was like the Argentinian soccer team in like the 70s. It crashed in the Alps. Right, right. But and they not everybody died. Died, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. 1991, Michael Jackson's black or white music video with like the most advanced um, morphing effects. And it premiered simultaneously in 27 different countries on MTV, Fox TV, and BBC's Top of the Pops. Huh. Yeah, tw 27 different countries. You know, usually... Music videos back then premiered based on the time zone, right? Yeah. So it would be staggered. But this music video came out all at once. And then 2022, earliest evidence of fire being used to cook by humans found in the study of fish remains 780,000 years ago in northern Israel. Wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. 780,000 years yeah. ago, they were knew how to eat, make fire. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I wonder what kind of stuff's going to get unearthed during the rest of our lifetime. You know what I mean? Just the the things that they're finding. You know what I mean? Like they're finding out stuff that we never even thought was possible. Yeah. Like the alien stuff we talked yeah. about the other day. Like I still don't think there's a damn Bigfoot. No. What, what, what's sobering is to think of the us as a blip. You know, the 70 or 80 years that we live. Yeah. It's like just a little small yeah. chunk of it. Yeah. Number one song in America on this day in 1983, Lionel Richie, All Night Long. Hmm. Quote for the day. There it is. If you're offered a seat on a rocket ship, don't ask what a seat, just get on. <laughs> I don't know if I'd do that. I'm afraid of heights and airplanes. So. <laughs> but if you're offered a seat on a rocket ship, don't ask what seat, just get on. That's it. There you go. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chelsea, for yeah, jumping in with us this morning. Yeah. And we'll see you guys soon.